What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today I'm joined by Katie Hayes. How are you, Katie? Hello, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. You're my favorite bi-coastal employee we've got. I think I'm the only bi-coastal employee we've got, but I'll take it. You're in New York three weeks and here one. one. Yeah, so now you get me. Oh, perfect. Enjoy it. Enjoy these five days. Soak them up. That's why we only got you. We got you on (laughs) once a month. It's everyone's favorite episode. It's got to be. All right. Let's write in. Okay, I don't want to waste this any more time. This is going to be a good one. Let's let's start. This is a very good one. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, Todd Chrisley, the family, is going to get a new reality show, which I think would be amazing. Um, we're going to cover the blind side, more developments and updates in that. But off the top, we haven't talked about Vanderpump Rules in a good few days. I'm so excited to be here for this. Raquel... Or Rachel, whichever way you want to pronounce it. I'm sticking with Raquel. I'm sticking with Raquel as well. Let's let's it's just easier. make that. Let's establish that. Okay, good. Right. So Raquel Levis did a big interview, her first interview since the scandal. She did it with Bethany Frankel on her podcast, Just Be, and it's super interesting what she had to say. Explosive. An affair is great for TV. Yeah, and with the cast, it's almost been normalized. It's uncanny to see the hate that this specific affair brought up in people um, when almost every single one of the cast members have been in an affair. Ooh, she's playing the victim card. She's playing the victim card, which is an interesting card to play at this time. She's basically saying cheating is normalized. You know, I just want to do my job well. She actually went on to say that when she came into the show, she looked up to other cast members to give her guidance into how she should behave, and she saw them cheating. Therefore, she cheated, but now people are really blaming her. It was She's coming out swinging. I kind of love it. I love it too. I mean, it lacks a little accountability. I know she did apologize later in the podcast and la la la, but sort of like blaming your environment for your actions often isn't the best strategy. Like, you know, I know that cheating is a big plot point, you know, on many seasons of that 10 season or however many seasons show, but this one was especially egregious because it was a best friend and it was like that Tom and Ariana were in a 10 year relationship as well. But for her to like do this sort of stuff, I think you just say, my bad, I, I, there's no excuses. Yeah, I mean, I think she has to do that at this point because right, she's 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 not coming back to the show. And she went on to make a really interesting point, I think about how um, they were villainizing her, but now they're not paying her. So this right. whole interview I thought was fascinating because on one hand she's saying, why are people villainizing me? The whole cast does this. And on the other hand, she's saying, well, I'm the big villain. I'm making them all this money. So why aren't they paying me? It's like, she's got she's to gotta pick a lane. Oh, I totally agree. And we've got some of that sound now actually as well, so you can listen to it. The network is running to the bank. 
like laughing, running to the bank with this scandal. And I haven't seen a single penny. And I feel like a toddler saying, it's not fair, but it really isn't. And I feel like I've been portrayed as the ultimate villain and the way that they, they always dangle that carrot in front of you. Like, well, you need to tell your side of the story. Otherwise it's going to be written for you. And that's terrifying. That was so telling just then. She basically was saying that like, I'm not going to go back because they're not ponying up. And, right. and, and they're kind of almost threatening her that if you don't come back, you know, your story is going to be told for you and it might come out looking even more negative for you. Right. I, I just find this so interesting because it's like you can't have it both ways, right? Mm. You can't be like, I'm not this ultimate victim. I was victimized. Um, uh, you know, uh, or, I'm sorry, villain. Yeah, I'm not this ultimate villain. I was victimized. And now it's like, but I want to be paid. Because you made me this way. And it's like, well, pick. If you if you want to be paid, and then you have to play the villain. Right. And and I don't really know. You know, we thought she was coming back. And then it started getting, weeks were going on and they were filming. And now it definitely seems like she's not coming back. But I am surprised that, that they wouldn't pony up and pay her. Me, I, me too. Me too. Because I think she's going to take her talents elsewhere, potentially. Maybe she thinks that... The money she could earn from Vanderpump Rules isn't the same as the money she could earn from another reality show or or some other venture. You know, obviously they didn't offer her enough to come back. Otherwise, she said she almost did go back. Right, because she wants to tell. Because, like she said, which is which is an interesting point. You want to be able to tell your side of the story, right? Yes. Like if you're not there, then everyone's just telling their side about you. So how much of it is a mental health reason not to go back? How much of it is a financial reason not to go back? Maybe it's a mixture of the two. I'm sure it's a mixture of the two, but also I think at the end of the day, uh, money probably wins, right? I like think so. If, if the right amount was dangled in front of her, she'd probably go back. Right. She said she was at a treatment facility. That's how she worded it mm-hmm. to talk about her like issues with choosing the wrong guys and that sort of stuff. I don't know what a treatment facility means. She didn't really clear up anymore where she actually has been. Um, I don't think she was in a straight jacket in a padded room no, somewhere. No, certainly not. Like I'm sure we, it like, was just like intense therapy and maybe some walks. I think, but it, it, yeah. <laughs> Lots we, of walks. We thought she was at some sort of rehab type. She's had a breakdown. It sounds like she might have just been going to like a nice counseling sort of resort. Probably. I would assume so, right? I, which is needed too, which is needed too after yeah, all listen, of that. Yeah, listen, she got a lot of hate and I could talk for, you know, I could talk for hours about how people definitely hate on her and she's definitely had more fallout than Sandoval. Right. Uh, than Tom, right, because... But also I think she's more marketable now too. Like, I think he, I don't want to see him on my TV particularly. I don't care to hear from him again. Her... We still want to hear from her. I kind of want to hear from her. I kind of, I, I don't despise her really you know I think he's the worst but that's kind of independent of this cheating scandal I think he just seems like the worst right um so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out from here because this is her reintroduction to society Raquel's mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see where she goes next and she's taken she's swinging for it man I mean we saw her right for a while she was at this rehab facility we get pictures of her she was very like mousy with the glasses and <laughs> yeah. like mm, like you know for <laughs> yeah. me and now she's coming out being like hey everybody else cheated I did it too why am I taking all the blame and I think she's getting a little you know she's getting a little feisty and I, I like it I'm I, here for it I think I'm rooting for her yeah I think I'm rooting for her yeah If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? 
Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, on to our next story. Todd Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. Uh, him and his wife, Julie, they're in jail for tax evasion and other financial crimes. Right. Their family, though, is getting the reality show back up full swing, um, which I think is a fantastic idea. Like, why, when a family goes through crisis, a reality family, cameras should be rolling the whole time, especially if you need the money. Yeah, I mean, and, and Todd apparently supports it, right? Like, he's oh, saying, yeah. yeah, happy. He needs his commissary money. Like, he wants, he, <laughs> yeah. he, needs, he needs that top ramen you in need, jail, exactly. and he needs people to send him some cash to get it. And um, I'm, I'm actually hoping, I mean, are we going to get, like, you're receiving a collect call from must be gotta be right. Yeah, like he said, he's he's not involved, right? Because he's in prison, but he's got to be involved in some way. They have to be like, you know, we're visiting dad in jail today. Yeah. Um, I, they probably don't allow cameras inside. Maybe they do. There's, no. there's lots of prison reality shows out there. But they allow cameras while she's picking out her outfit to go visit her dad in prison. Yes. And I want to see all of it. Yes. Don't wear the jumpsuit. That'll be on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll yeah. be something like that. It, like I'm it's, in. It's so true. I'm in. I'm you, here You could for call it. it Chrisley thought he knew best. Yes, but he didn't. But yeah, I mean that's a bit wordy if you add that on to the end of a but dot dot dot. But he didn't. <laughs> That'd be a bit <laughs> wordy. Just, it's too long for the TV scroll. You're right. But I love this because like, why isn't Kim Zolciak and Croy Beerman, other reality stars in crisis, why aren't their cameras up and rolling too? If you need money yeah. and also you want to get your story out there because Todd wants to get his story out there about bad conditions in the prison. And, you know, uh, Kim Zolciak and they want to get their own narrative out there too. So this is a perfect play for this family and I will watch. Well, I always say all the time with um, Kim and Croy, I think the IRS should force them to do a reality yes. TV show and then garnish those wages and then we're square. I like that idea. Presented by IRS. <laughs> presented by the United States government. <laughs> I like Uncle it. Sam presents yeah. Croy. And yeah, Kim. I mean, I think this is a great idea. I would definitely watch because I, mm. I want to see... We'll get an inside look, even though Todd's not on the show, we'll get an inside look of what's going on with him. Todd's not on the show as it stands, but I bet they're trying to make it happen. I mean, if, as you said earlier, like money talks, maybe you can offer the prison some money. Is that something that I'm happens? I'm pretty sure that's not allowed, but you, we'd have to look into that. Legally, I don't think you can walk up to a prison guard and be like, let me get a let me get a reality set camera <laughs> yeah. in here. Can, but we're going to mic you up. They film reality shows in prisons like I know 60 they do, days like, in. Prison Break and all those? Or is well, that a... Prison Break is, show. is scripted, yes. Never mind. I've always thought that was in a real prison. They do an excellent job that then. That a documentary <laughs> based on true events. Oh, man, what a good job those guys, those actors do. No, I thought that was in a real prison. <laughs> Some of the conditions there, these Todd and Julie are complaining over just sound comical. Like, Julie was complaining that there's snakes in her prison slithering around the floor. But that, I, mean, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see it too. And no AC, and they're in Florida in the summer. I mean, it sounds gnarly. Especially because it's like they were like a 
rich family and now they're a rags family. I yeah. want to see that, like the dichotomy of like, look how life was, look how life is now, look at the contrast. It's going to be great. I think it's good and I think it's good Todd's supportive. He's probably a little jealous that he's not on it, but I think he's going to be happy with the money flowing in and the fact that his kids are making money because he has to be worried about them it a little bit. It continues his star power. You it know does. what I mean? It does. It keeps him, it keeps his name in the news. It really does. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see. We'll what, be tuning in. I'll be tuning in for sure. So much TV to watch. Okay, on to our final story. Blindside, the movie, uh, this is such a viral story now. Yeah. Since the guy, uh, Michael Orr, who was the real life football player, who, you know, was adopted by a white family. And then the movie, The Blindside, came out about their, their real life story. Um, well, he's obviously suing his former family because right. he said that basically they didn't give him any of the money that came well, from the movie. Well, it turns out he wasn't adopted. They had placed him under a conservatorship, right? So, like, the family was in charge of all of his deals. So he's asking a judge now to take away this conservatorship. We found out he actually wasn't ever adopted by the family. And then now he's saying they never gave him cuts of the deals. Right. I it's, know. Yeah. It's an interesting story to unpack because, I mean, they say... We basically didn't even earn that much money from the movie. Um, what he, what, what, what the, the Michael Orr is claiming is it not true about how much money we earn from the movie? And you can check it in black and white. So it'll, th th there are facts out there that you know they'll go one way or the other. It's in black and white if you got money or not. I, I do think they'll get to the bottom of this because it does seem pretty clear cut with the facts that you'll be able to see in terms of like contracts, numbers, right? We'll yeah. be able to see. But it was it's the biggest thing that's happening, right, is that Twitter or X now is calling for Sandra Bullock, who played the mom, mm. um, to have her Oscar revoked. That is just. It's crazy to me. That is but Twitter's crazy. crazy, right? We know that. I know, but it's just and like, the, like she should have known or she should have done something. And it's like, well, she nobody knew. She's something. an actress. But her co-star is stepping up and saying, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. Her guy who played Michael Orr, his name is Quentin Aaron. He came to Sandra's defense saying, leave her alone. She deserves her Oscar. And God, you know, obviously agree. Um, my big question with this whole thing is, how come he only found out about the conservatorship this year, Michael Orr, that is, the, the that, guy suing. That I don't know. That I couldn't figure out the timing of it, how he didn't figure it out earlier with contracts and stuff, but something must have come up. But but if you're under conservatorship, you can't even sign a lease for a car. Like, if he's been under this conservatorship since he was 18, and he's like nearly double that now, um, he's had to sign a lot of contracts in that time. He was a professional footballer. He, you know, there's there's things in, you sign contracts once a week nearly. Right. For, at your bank right. or at your wherever. Surely if they had power of, you know. Yeah, because it's been how long? 13 years, 14 years since the movie came out. He can't sign legally and lease a car. That he would have had to send that to, you know, the Tuies, his right. the white family. Um, so I don't know how he possibly would only find out about it now. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. Right. And they've they've actually said um they've accused him of trying to shake them down for fifteen million dollars. So there's a lot at play here. I think more is gonna come out. We're gonna get more contracts and numbers. But it's interesting to me because Quentin Aaron, first of all, is really defending Sandra Bullock, saying don't mm. she she can't don't that's ridiculous that she has to return her Oscar. He's also still kind of riding with the twoies and he's like, you know, when when we shot the movie, I met them. He didn't meet Michael until later on, but he yes. met the twoies and talked to them and he said he loved them. He said they were a great family. So he's still like kind of standing by saying they're, I mean, he's not coming out completely on uh, anyone's right. side. He's saying when I met them, they were lovely. I don't know what's going on. Now he feels bad about the situation. 
Um, but, you know, he's hoping it all gets resolved. But he's basically saying, leave the movie out of it. Yes. We did our work, which I agree with. Like, well, yeah, but there was won't... no way of knowing. There was no way of, you know, Sandra Bullock doing a deep dive and being like, let me see all the contracts. Like, now, that'd, probably... be a, that'd be a movie. If some actress who's playing a white savior is the actual real life white savior movie. I don't know. I don't... You've got ideas. I've got ideas. You can take them to the studios. Who aren't making anything right now? But when the strike ends, you take those ideas right to the studio. You know he's still under contract as we speak. Like not 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 under contract. You know he's still under a conservatorship as right. we speak. Yeah, as we speak. And what? he's thirty-seven. It's it's wild. It's a wild story that I, the, there's definitely going to have to be you know some sort of res resolution yeah, soon. Just end it. Get it over with. Yeah, and I can't imagine a judge on in any situation not immediately ending this conservatorship. It might be nice under some circumstances to be under a conservatorship. Like everybody just like take care of finances. You just sit back and relax. Oh, no, that's terrible. Not if someone's screwing with your finances. Well, yeah, except for also that. Also the fact that he thought, you know, he was, I didn't realize that you could even do, um, cause he was older. I didn't, I, it just, I didn't realize you could do adult adoption. Mm. That opens up a lot of possibilities. I'm thinking, you know, you wanna, maybe you wanna... Harvey will adopt me. Oh, really? <laughs> Wow. Okay. Very. I like that. I mean, think about where you could go to get adopted. He's got love for you. I mean, would you be a good kid? I could use a new papa. He's also pretty. He's probably <laughs> pretty old, so you never know when he. I mean, listen. Who knew adult adoption? I didn't know. Yeah. Well, here we go. We but can I both hope... be Harvey's kids. Yeah. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's what we pitch next. But hopefully, the family will work it all out and keep the movie out of it. I mean, you won't be able to watch the movie without thinking about that. But now I kind of want to watch the movie and think about it. I bet the movie numbers are going to go up. I bet so too. Yeah. Okay, Katie, thank you very much this for joining me. This is fun. Me. All right, guys, we'll see you here tomorrow. Bye.